The next reading comes from John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was with God in the beginning. Everything came into being through the Word. And without the Word, nothing came into being. What came into being through the Word was life. And the life was the light for all the people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't extinguish the light. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. What does that mean? Theologically, it inspired the doctrine of incarnation. Incarnation, enfleshment. This idea that God did not remain out there or up there, but became fused with humanity in the human life of Jesus. It means that God knows what it means to be exhausted and exhilarated. It means that God knows what it means to have that relative that you just don't understand and who doesn't understand you. It means that God knows what it means to feel powerless against the machinations of policymakers and rulers. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. What does that mean? Historically, there was a baby born to a young woman in first century Palestine. That baby would embody a wisdom, a courage, a grace so powerful that he gathered followers to himself and challenged the religious authorities. How the mechanics of a virgin birth or the incarnation work, we don't know exactly. But we know he changed the course of history. And we return to what he said and did over and over to help us find a way forward. Christ's words are infused with the poetry of eternity while encountering with honesty the prose of our lives. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. What does that mean? There is 2,000 years of tradition, literature, and history to sort through, but all that has little to offer us in the middle of the night when we confront our fears and our anxieties. The word must continue to become flesh and dwell among us. How does it come? We find it as the voice of our soul calling us deeper into grace. We find it in the natural beauty of our world, and we find it in others. Recently, we've been reminded of someone who particularly embodied this reality in the film A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, with Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. Now, as a child of the 1970s, I have a deep affection for Mr. Rogers as one of the primary voices of my childhood. 
I am so grateful to have been a child who had Mr. Rogers before there was Netflix. I had a record of Mr. Rogers songs, and whenever I listen to them, I have to admit, I recently downloaded them onto my iPhone. They still touch that sweet, soft place in my heart. It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling deep down inside. And when you wake up ready to say, I think I'll make a snappy new day. I'll be in your head all night. <laughs> But I also have a deep affinity for Mr. Rogers as an adult because Mr. Rogers was a Presbyterian pastor. He went to seminary on his lunch breaks while he was working at a television station. And I think he took almost the same amount of time I did as a stay-at-home mom to graduate from seminary. <laughs> Mr. Rogers was ordained by the Presbyterian Church to be a pastor to children through television. He was a pastor to many of us before we maybe even knew what a pastor was. And he is one of my pastoral role models. What makes Fred Rogers particularly compelling is he was a man and a pastor who never rested on ancient doctrines. The word was not only made flesh 2,000 years ago for Mr. Rogers, it was made flesh every day. In every encounter with a child, in every opportunity to be present for another person, in every word he spoke. Fred Rogers allowed the word to be made flesh in his life, but he also allowed others to be the word made flesh for him. In the 1998 article from Esquire that inspired the recent movie, author Tom Junod tells the story of visiting Mr. Rogers in his office while his pastor, a woman named Deb, was visiting. Deb spent much of her time, he says, tending to the sick and to the dying. Fred Rogers loved her very much, and so out of nowhere, he smiled and he put his hand over hers. Will you be with me when I die? He asked her. And when she said yes, he said, oh, thank you, my dear. Then with his hand still over his, hers, and his eyes looking straight into hers, he said, Deb, do you know what a great prayer you are? Do you know that about yourself? Your prayers are just wonderful. Then he looked at me. I was sitting in a small chair by the door, and he said, Tom, would you close the door, please? I closed the door and sat back down. Thanks, my dear, he said to me. Then turned back to Deb. Now, Deb, I'd like to ask you a favor, he said. Would you lead us? Would you lead us in prayer? Let me take a moment to say I'm familiar with this moment every time someone asks me over for dinner. And my, <laughs> and my children say, go ahead and let her do it. She needs the practice. <laughs> so <laughs> Deb stiffened for a second, and she let out a breath, and her color got deeper. Oh, I don't know, Fred, she said. I don't know if I want to put on a performance. Fred never stopped looking at her or let go of her hand. It's not a performance. It's just a meeting of friends, he said. He moved his hand from her wrist to her palm and extended his other hand to me. I took it and then put my hand around her free hand. His hand was warm, hers was cool, and we bowed our heads 
and closed our eyes, and I heard Deb's voice calling out for the grace of God. What is grace? I'm not certain. All I know is that my heart felt like a spike. My heart felt like a spike. And then in that room, it opened and felt like an umbrella. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. What does that mean? It means that grace is always present and that any moment our hearts can open like an umbrella. It means that we can be that grace to others. I invite you to just put your hand over your heart for a moment. Close your eyes. And ask for the word to be made flesh for you in your places of struggle and heartache, in your grief and questions. Take another breath and ask for the grace to be the word made flesh for another this week and in this year. <laughs> 